From the lands of Egypt comes something special. Every family begins their perfect night with a great meal. And it starts with Mount Sinai olive oil. Taste the quality of premium, delicious olives that are first cold pressed and extra virgin. No matter what's for dinner, Mount Sinai olive oil will be the perfect ingredient to enhance flavor and your health. Excellence has a new name. Mount Sinai olive oil has arrived. See, we well, my wheel's been turning. That's that's okay. Yeah, it happens every episode. <laughs> you know, you say something that's enlightening and it's like, wow, okay, there's something right in front of you. Yeah, oh yeah. Most most people, and I'll tell you what happens, right? Most people assume that because they are a minority or a person of color, through them just owning the business, it's automatically certified as minority, and that's not the case. Um, there's actually a certifying body, which most people don't realize. And these major corporations know that they're looking for that certification. They need that piece of paper. But once you get that piece of paper, then, you know, the conversation is is wide open and it's, you know, how can we help you help us? And that's absolutely what it is. Every time I've sat down with somebody from diversity inclusion or supplier diversity, you know, whatever the appropriate term is, depending on who you're talking to. Every time it's always been, how can we help you help us? That's always the question. And that question leads to some really interesting conversations, some really interesting opportunities. And ultimately, you know, with with some ultimately, it, it always tends to lead to some form of, of contract where you're doing some some form of business. And then obviously it doesn't matter how small it starts, but there's consistency on your part. There's always more on there. Are you still running a staffing company first? I'm just assuming that you still run it. So, yes, I'm still in the staffing space. What I did was um, the pandemic was the pandemic. I had a traditional brick and mortar staffing space. I did what I consider to be the pandemic pivot and turned that into a global virtual staffing agency. So that's actually what I operate now. OmniPro Outsourcing is a global uh, virtual staffing agency. I have talent literally in the U.S., in Mexico, India, in the Philippines, and um, I, I take care of companies from small businesses that are doing, um, you know, e-commerce, Amazon stores, the Shopify stores. We run customer service um, call centers. We we handle chatbots and things like that up to virtual assistants and, and things like that, EAs, virtual EAs, and then all the way up to IT positions and Fortune 500s again. So when he got OmniPro certified again, back again um, into the corporate space, just again, providing virtual solutions. You know, a lot of your positions aren't necessarily required to, to show up to work anymore, right? A lot of those positions are now remote. And because they're remote, 
then that means I can have resources from literally all over the world handling positions that before would have required them to be physically present to do. So that's that's the space I'm in now. Um, is the process the same as virtual as is oh. brick and mortar? Absolutely. The process is exactly the same. Um, no difference there whatsoever. The difference um, now just again, the difference just comes with the location of the resource, right? Um, before pandemic, it required you to be physically on site. It was a, it was a brick and mortar requirement. Post pandemic, with the pandemic pivot, now that resource can literally be anywhere in the country or anywhere in the world, which means that you know you've got people accepting positions that are U.S. citizens. You know they accept the position, and next thing you know, they've you know they've relocated outside the country, and as long as they have a stable internet connection, you know they're working whatever time frame or time zone they're supposed to work in. Um, you know nobody really cares. And, you know, I think, honestly, I think that's going to be the future of work. I think, you know, you're going to have decentralized call centers. Obviously, you have that now. You have people working from home, answering calls for cruise lines and, you know, home improvement stores and things like that, law firms and things like that. That's going to continue. And you have you have people who are working as, you know, they're working as contractors, but they're, you know, they're all working toward a common goal. So I think the, the future of work, thanks to the pandemic, has, has started to shift, but I think it's going to continue to shift. And I think we're going to see more decentralized, um, more decentralized teams and more hybrid roles coming to the marketplace. The way you're describing it is, is out in the open for everybody now to do this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the thing. Like now, uh, and it's kind of what I made reference to earlier. If you want to be in the staffing space, you have to understand what's important to people, right? And again, flexibility, being able to be remote, you know, a lot of a lot of things trump money. It used to be that money, listen, if you don't like what we're saying, we'll give you a few extra dollars and we're going to give you, you know, we'll, we'll put extra money on here until you like us. You can't do that anymore. And I think um, companies have now started to realize that. Company, you see companies now embracing diversity more. Um, because that's at the request of the workforce. They're they're embracing equity more because, again, that's in, at the request of the workforce. They're embracing inclusion more because that's at the request of the workforce. And so, you know, when the workforce starts to demand the DEI, um, DEI stuff from corporations, they have to respond. Otherwise, you lose your workforce, you're out of business. So, yeah, I think, you know, I think companies, I think, I think the future of work is, is it's starting to evolve, but I think it's going to continue to evolve. And um, I think we're going to see a lot more, like I said, a lot more remote roles, and a lot more hybrid roles. And I've done a previous interview. Um, what's his name? Mr. Greg Williams. He was saying that he was saying he believes that all the entire workforce at one point, say, 20 years from now is all going to be contract. Everyone's going to be 1099 because people are valuing their time more than anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've never really, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you never heard of anyone taking a leave of absence from work because they were stressed out. 
stress was just considered to be a part of the job, right? The more we paid you, the more we were allowed to stress you out. You know, you expected the stress. Now, people take leave of absences from work because they're stressed out. And it doesn't make them weak. What it says is it makes them human, right? It says, hey, listen, I'm a person. I have other responsibilities. I'm a, you know, I'm a mother. I'm a father. I'm a, I'm a husband. I'm a wife. I'm a sister. I'm a brother. Whatever it is, you know, I, I've got other responsibilities, and this job cannot stress me out to this point. And so people now are taking those leaves, and it's not frowned upon anymore. Thirty years ago, it was frowned upon. How dare you say out loud you're stressed out? How dare you say out loud we're stressing you out? Do you see what we're paying you? We should be able to stress you out. Well, now people have pushed back on that. The workforce has pushed back on that, right? And now it's like, listen, absolutely not. You're going to treat me like a human first, not like I'm replaceable. You're going you're gonna to value me as a person, right? And then you're going to value my work as an employee. And people now more than ever are leaving jobs, right? The result of the pandemic is what they call the great resignation. Talent is hard to come by right now because most people have decided, you know what? I value my time and my sanity over a paycheck in a corporation. There's been a huge shift mentally in the workforce. And now corporate America is having to deal with that. You're... I want to pick your entrepreneur, your brain, your spirit as a whole, too, as well, because I know you have a ton of advice for people who starting off or that's at a different level and you have a ton of experience. So um, and there's so many layers and we, we haven't even touched on any of them at all. I'm assuming let's say in today's world, because this is new, it's new. This pivot is going to keep pivoting. What are some things serial entrepreneurs today should consider during this pivot? So consider that the workforce has become global. And so, you know, there are two things that I can tell you about any business. One is you have to be able to scale. Every business, I don't care what it is, starts off with the entrepreneur who had a great idea, right? And sometimes it's not an original idea. Sometimes it's just the improvement of someone else's idea, but it's an idea nonetheless. From there, the work has to get done, right? Because the idea of business says we exchange a good or a service for compensation, right? There's monetary reward. So we've got to make money. That's how we stay in business. The challenge that we have is as business grows or as things become more complex, as entrepreneurs, we have the tendency to want to hold on to whatever, whatever it is that we're growing without knowing exactly how to delegate. But once you learn how to delegate, then you have effectively started the scaling of that business, right? The more you delegate, the more you scale. Now, the other part is you have to realize that the, the workforce is global. So what that means is 
as I began to to delegate and scale, I need to be able to make sure that the resources that I choose to help me scale this business are competent, but they're also not constrained. So what that means is if I have to get someone who's leading a project for me and they're not necessarily in my time zone, but they can get the job done, that's what I need to do. If I can get someone who, who look, I need social media management, but they're not in my time zone, but they're getting the job done. That's what I need to do. Um, that's quite frankly, that's where our clients are now. We are, you know, like I said, we're dealing with small business owners on a daily basis who are looking to scale. Two of the areas they're always looking to scale, social media management and project management, right? Someone's gone out, signed a project, and now they need it. You know, you've got to hit the, the project milestones. Well, most of your small business owners are really good at either one of two things, right? It's never three things. So it's, I'm good at selling the business and I'm good at, you know, initiating like project kickoffs, but I'm only going to be able to manage one or two projects at a time. Well, what happens if you get project number three? Eee, hadn't thought of that. Well, if you get project number three, now it's time to scale, which means you're going to have to hire a remote project manager and you're going to have to probably hire somebody to handle, you know, your back office, right? Which we haven't even talked about yet. But handling back office is a huge part of what we do because, you know, your, your contractors, your workforce, they have to get paid. And so, you know, what, one thing we know about Friday is it comes every seven days, which means that every seven days on Friday, we're moving payroll for a number of employees or number of contractors because they got to come back to work on Monday and they need to be paid on Friday and they don't have time for, oops, my bad. I forgot. Didn't make it. Gotcha. Whatever the situation is. So, you know, that's a very large part of scaling as well, because, you know, you have to think about that. Think about payroll. Think about, you know, and it, it's not that your payroll has to necessarily be huge, but it has to be a thought and it can't be an afterthought. So, you know, we're doing bookkeeping, accounting, payroll, um, invoicing, all that kind of stuff in the back office, because those are the things that um, small business owners need. That's the support they need. So, you know, again, if you're a small business owner and you're starting out, um, you know, getting the job done, remote workforce, important, scale, important. Depending on your business, you can scale with a couple people. Absolutely. It, you know, you, it doesn't require you to have 10 or 15 people to scale. You can scale with one or two people, Right. You know, it's by the time you take on the third project, you're like, I just, you know, I'm swamped with these other two. Well, if you take on the third project, you just hire a virtual assistant to handle project management or whatever it is, right? So that you can take that third project on so that you can have some consistency and some growth in your business and so that you can continue to build, right? That's a new client. Let's not, let's not say no. The answer is yes. We'll just, you know, we'll do it through scale. Listen, I don't have enough hours in the day to handle bookkeeping, accounting, payroll. I got an invoice. I got to... you don't say no to any of those things. You just find someone like us and you scale. You say, hey, listen, what is it going to cost me for you guys to run my payroll? What's it going to cost me 
for you guys to handle my bookkeeping, you know, bank reconciliations, my invoicing, my collections. What's it going to cost for that? You scale. That's it. How would someone like, all right, I think I'm going to get a virtual assistant to help me out, uh, help me out my business. Where's my starting point as far as searching for someone? To plug myself shamelessly first, um, I'd like to think that your starting point is Omnipro V as in Victor A as in Apple.com. What absolutely happens when people start a business is, you know, and you have a business, you know how this goes. The first thing you think to yourself is if I only had somebody who could do this, I could do the rest. That's everybody's thought. If I had somebody who could just do this, I could do the rest. And you think to yourself, how can I get somebody part-time? And then you think to yourself, man, I know I said part-time, but shoot, if I had somebody who could do this and do this, mm-hmm. it would be great, right? But what's happening is once you have the mental the mental clarity around delegation and you start to think to yourself, these are all the tasks I wish I could get off my plate. These are all the things that I wish somebody else could come in and do for me. If there was a way for them to come in and do that for you on a part-time basis for you know a reasonable amount of money, you would do that. Well, then once you start doing that and you're like, oh, wow, that feels so much better. What else can I then then you become a, a delegation junkie. You're like, what else can I get rid of? <laughs> I want to get rid of some other things off my plate, too. Right. Until so next thing you know, you've, you've delegated all these things and you've got, you know, you've got these virtual assistants. Right. These VAs and these VAs are handling all kinds of things for you. It's like, oh, this feels so much better. Well, now all of a sudden you have the ability to, you know hang out with your significant other, go to your kids' games. You get more downtime to do things that you actually look forward to, things that you actually enjoy, right? And your business is still making money, right? It's running. It's being maintained. That's every entrepreneur's dream, right? Um, We just got a new client uh, on Wednesday, and she's doing phenomenal work. Phenomenal. And when I said, what do you, you know, what's your goal? She said, I want to go home and have nobody call me. She said, I just want to be able to spend time with my kids. She's got two twins. She said, I just want to be able to spend time with the kids. Like, I feel like I've had this business the entire time that they've been alive. And I just, I, I consistently have to choose between my children and my business. And she said, and far too often, I choose my business. I take my kids with me to my business and we, and I do whatever I have to do. And then we go home and she said, and oftentimes it's late at night, right? She said, I just want to be able to, to spend time with my kids and not have to worry about my business. I want to, I don't want to have to worry about who's not at the office doing what they're supposed to do. Got it. Right. Mm -hmm. She's doing great. I mean, phenomenal, phenomenal business, phenomenal concept. Um, she took something that was completely necessary and literally just made a business out of it. And in a very unique way, literally has garnered the attention of the federal government. She's garnered the attention of corporate America. She's garnered the attention of some pretty big name investors. She's been on Shark Tank. You know, she's doing tremendous 
And even at that level, she says, I just want to be able to spend time with my kids. And so she's now, she's now learning to delegate and she's learning to scale and she's learning to, she's learning to remove herself from the day-to-day operations. And so that's one of the things that we're, that we're doing. She will absolutely become a business test case, business case for us because she's absolutely the entrepreneur's dream, right? She's at the highest levels doing it. She's got all the media attention and she has the same problems that entrepreneurs who are just starting out who all of a sudden feel like they have the tiger by the tail. They got, they all have the same problems, the same challenges. Shouldn't call them problems. They're not problems. She's just got challenges. And hopefully we have solutions. I like how you articulate that. We don't have problems. We have challenges. First, is 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 there anything you would like to say that I didn't touch on? No, I, I you know, I feel like we were pretty comprehensive. Um, I want to be clear about the, the website. I don't know that I necessarily was clear about it. So let me say that clearly. Um, the name of the company is OmniPro Outsourcing, but um, you'll find us under OmniPro VA. So it's OmniPro V is in Victor, A is in Apple, VA standing for virtual assistant. So it's www.omniproVA.com. Um, Instagram is at omniproVA.com. And then obviously um, Facebook is facebook.com slash omniproVA. So um, those are all the places to find us. And of course, as always, we're gonna lo- we're gonna leave everything in the show notes. I like I like to thank you for coming on. Cause when I, when I read your profile, I said, Oh man, this is dope. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's chop it up <laughs> with Ms. Owen. I, awesome. I, I absolutely appreciate, I absolutely appreciate the invitation. I absolutely appreciate the time and thank you for the platform. Oh, no, no problem. Um, I, I do, I want to have you on the show again as well. Cause, um, the time is never enough. It's never enough, but, um, you just you, listen. You got all my contact info. You reach out to me. I'm coming. Thank you. Um, I'm here with Wesley Owens. This is the Entrepreneur Kickback, and we are out. From the lands of Egypt comes something special. Every family begins their perfect night with a great meal. And it starts with Mount Sinai olive oil. Taste the quality of premium, delicious olives that are first cold pressed and extra virgin. No matter what's for dinner, Mount Sinai olive oil will be the perfect ingredient to enhance flavor and your health. Excellence has a new name. Mount Sinai olive oil has arrived.